Hey there, it's Jenny Holbert, and I hope what you hear in this episode helps you take care of your body so you can take all the adventures. Here's episode 78 of the Wild Wellness Podcast. I am resilient, I trust the movement, I negate the chaos, uplift the negative, I'll show up at the table again and again and again. I'll close my mouth and learn to listen. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is another guest episode because, yes, I love hearing about other people's morning routines and the rituals that really help them to create more intention in their day. And this topic may be especially important for you right now, depending on what you're facing in life. Maybe your routine has changed. Maybe something has turned your life upside down temporarily. Maybe you're dealing with more stress. So what can you do for yourself to set your day up with a more grounded energy and with more intention for your well-being? Not only will you get to hear about some of the things in my morning routine, but you'll also hear from functional nutritionist Fran Dargaville, professional organizer Sandra Lane, and singer, songwriter, and frontwoman of Rising Appalachia, Leah Song. P.S. The music that you heard at the beginning of this episode intro is Rising Appalachia's song, Resilient. I love it. It's amazing. And you can check out more about their music in the show notes. So in sharing this episode, it reminded me of a very early episode that I did on the podcast, which you can go back to, on how my day often starts with movement, meditation, and mantras. And that's actually what the title of the episode is. If you want to go back and listen, it'll also be in the show notes. But to expand in this episode, I'd actually like to share the essential oils that are most often part of my morning routine. And then I am so excited to also have you listen to the other three contributors of the podcast and hear about their morning routines and what they do to help themselves feel their best. Now, essential oils are not just something that I use to start my day. I definitely use them throughout the day in so many different ways because they have some amazing therapeutic benefits for our physical and emotional well-being. I really love the fact that nature has provided these potent extracts within plants, and I think there's so much power there that we've either forgotten or that is untapped, and we can connect further with our most vital well-being if we really connect to the power of plants. And what about this? Have you ever thought of how resilient and regenerative nature is? I mean, during a time when you might be feeling a bit out of control of circumstances, you might be feeling like life has taken a turn that you didn't expect, and you really need to tap into that inner resilience and that regenerative nature that you know is within you. You just need to embody it and you need to practice it. How can we be as resilient and regenerative as nature? Maybe the only way to remember those qualities is to connect to nature in an intentional way. So I start my morning by tongue scraping and oil pulling with some essential oils and coconut oil. So tongue scraping and oil pulling both are practices that 
I really am so glad that I discovered. I can't believe I went so many years not doing these things because they're very simple. Uh, I know that tongue scraping has its origins in Ayurveda and the oil pulling I add my essential oils to because citrus oils are known to help with whitening the teeth. Things like peppermint are really great for oral health and clove is actually very supportive to the gums. So those are three of the oils that I typically put in my coconut oil mixture. And I will add links to the tongue scraper and what I use for that in the show notes. For oil pulling, I mentioned I add the essential oils to coconut oil, so I can also include my recipe for that in the show notes. I love starting my day with this. It's very energizing. And the other thing that I do most days is dry brushing. I don't do this all the time in all phases of my cycle because sometimes I find it just doesn't jive with me, but I go through different periods and and kind of ask my body, like, do you want this? And when I do dry brush, I use a soft, natural sea sponge. I know there are some brushes out there that have a nice long handle, so you can basically start at your limbs and then brush towards your heart in a circular motion when you reach the abdomen. I will often add my essential oils to the brush when I'm dry brushing. There's a wonderful blend from doTERRA called Zendocrine, and it's actually a liver support, kidney support, lymphatic system support blend. It has a lot of oils in it that really help our detoxification and cleansing systems of the body. So I will often add that, and it's quite stimulating to be able to dry brush and then the essential oil aroma just adds something to it as well and I know when I'm putting that essential oil on my skin it's actually absorbing into the skin topically as well. I splash my face with water in the morning and then I use a toner that has witch hazel and water and just some essential oils that I typically mix up here and there but I often will go to oils like ylang-ylang which is very soothing to the skin, geranium also soothing to redness and areas on the skin that might be irritated. Coriander is another wonderful oil, again, soothing for the skin. So kind of going for the oils uh, in the toner that are going to help with cooling or reducing redness, helping uh, the skin to balance in its oil production. You might even use tea tree oil if you tend to have oily skin. Another oil that I use in the morning after I do the witch hazel essential oil toner is a roll-on blend that contains my oils that are very moisturizing and also quite good for cellular repair. These contain frankincense, sandalwood, blue tansy, and a blend from doTERRA called yarrow palm, which happens to be yarrow essential oil mixed with pomegranate oil. It is so delicious. I love this blend. I mix it in a 10 mil roll-on, 10 drops of each essential oil, and uh, I do about uh, half of the bottle with yarrow palm. So half yarrow palm, 10 drops of frankincense, sandalwood, blue tansy each, and then I fill the rest with fractionated coconut oil. And I usually roll that all over my face and rub that in as a wonderful moisturizer. That's what I've been doing lately anyway. Uh, When you listen to this, who knows, that could change. I think these wellness routines that we have sometimes call for changes and things that we do different. But that's what I take care of my skin with in the morning. And then when I head out to the kitchen and start getting my breakfast, the first thing that I do is get some warm water with a drop of lemon essential oil because it's very cleansing and it has a lot of limonene in it, which is stimulating to our liver and its processes in the body to help with detox. 
I also add a few shakes of a really high quality uh, Himalayan pink sea salt so that I can uh, get some of those great minerals. It's been very helpful in the past for me with adrenal issues and just seems to be a good thing for me, at least at the moment, again. So that warm water uh, also is better than cold water because it helps to support and sort of stimulate your digestive system instead of just cold water, which is a little bit harder for that. For gut health, for my skin, for hormones, for all three of those things, I take a probiotic in the morning. I often try to remember to do this before eating so that it has time to uh, absorb properly. But actually, the, the kind that I have from doTERRA is a double encapsulated probiotic. So it actually is created to get through the acidic environment in the stomach before absorbing into the small intestine, which is where it's most effective. So uh, if I don't remember to take it before my food, it's fine. I just take it with my food and I do that. And when I fill up my diffuser in the morning with essential oils, this is for either creating uh, an energy in the space that I want to go with for the day. If I'm working at home first thing, then I'll choose an uplifting oil like wild orange and peppermint. It's a favorite combo of mine. Sometimes I will use a blend for respiratory support to open my airways that contains peppermint, eucalyptus, cardamom, ravensara, those wonderful oils that are just stimulating but also opening to the airways. Sometimes if it is a season where I'm really wanting to support my immune system, I'll use oils like clove, cinnamon, citrus like wild orange or lemon, grapefruit, some of those oils like rosemary and also eucalyptus I already mentioned, but those are all very supportive to the immune system as well. So not only do they support my immune system, but they do that through my inhalation of those oils as I'm in the space, but also through those particles getting into the air where I'm at and where that diffuser is, and they're able to help with airborne pathogens and things that might be floating around. So those are some of the main essential oils and things that I do with them first thing in the morning. And if you have any questions about essential oils or you want something more as far as details with what I already mentioned here, again, just a reminder, it's going to be in the show notes at jennyholbert.com forward slash 78. And now I can't wait for you to hear from the other guests in the episode today. Again, you'll hear from Fran Dargaville, functional nutritionist, Leah Song of Rising Appalachia, who is a singer and songwriter, and also Sandra Lane, who is a professional organizer. So enjoy, and here we go. Hey guys, Fran Dargaville here, and I'm a functional nutritionist and a yoga teacher. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about what my morning routine looks like at the moment. So I usually wake up fairly early, around 6.30-ish, sometimes a little earlier. Sometimes I get a little bit of a sleep in. And every single morning without fail, the first thing I do when I get up is I go to the kitchen, I boil the kettle, and I get myself a big glass or a big jar of filtered water, warm filtered water with the juice of half a lemon and a little pinch of good quality salt or some mineral drops and then I scull that right down. So I like to start my day with that because it really supports my digestive system. It helps me reach my water targets because I know many of us can find it challenging to actually drink enough water during the day. Um, 
And I just find that a really good, healthy habit to start my day with. And then I go back to bed, jump back into bed and I practice my meditation. So the style of meditation that I am practicing at the moment, I've tried many, many different things over the years and some things I've found easy, some things I've found a little more challenging, but the style of meditation that I'm working on at the moment is really awesome and I'm really loving it. And that is Japa meditation. So meditation using mala beads. So basically you hold the mala beads in one hand and you repeat a mantra on each bead as you work your way through the set of mala beads. And I'm really loving that. I'm finding that really calming and grounding. And I'm only doing one round at the moment. It only takes me about five minutes. So it's been really easy for me to stick to and it's a really great way to start my day. And they're the two things that I do without fail every single morning. And after that, things change a lot because all of my days look very different. I do work with clients from home on some days. Some days I'm out giving corporate talks. So it really depends what I've got going on on any given day. But if I have time in the morning, I will go generally to the beach and do some form of movement. I like to go for a nice big walk along the beach, often a swim. Um, Often I'll do some body weight exercises um, or a little yoga flow or something like that. So that is when I have time. Sometimes I don't have time and it, um, you know, I don't like to wake up too early, much earlier than six o'clock because I don't like wearing myself out because I've done that many times in the past. So if I don't get that in first thing in the morning, which I I do most days, I will make sure I do something a little later in the day, usually around lunchtime or early afternoon. Um, So once I've done that, then I will have some sort of breakfast. So I don't have breakfast super early these days because um, I used to feel like I had to wake up and eat something straight away. But now that I've worked on balancing my blood sugar levels through good nutrition and managing my stress, I don't need to do that anymore. So often I won't eat until around nine or 10 in the morning. um, And what I eat really depends on the day. Um, So if I have time in the morning, then I love to cook myself up brekkie with um, lots of veggies, maybe some you know good quality organic eggs or something like that. Um, that is my ideal thing to do, but I don't always have that much time in the morning. So if I don't have a lot of time, then I'll make something like um, a green smoothie, but I make sure that it doesn't have truckloads of sugar. So using lower sugar fruits like berries, adding healthy fats and protein into there as well. So it is actually a pretty solid, substantial breakfast. Or one of my other favorite breakfasts to have if I'm in a little bit of a rush as well is my homemade granola, which is basically nuts and seeds. It doesn't have any sugar and it's absolutely delicious. So you can find the recipe for that one on my Instagram or on my website. It's a very popular one. Um, So that is, you know, there are a couple of my, my breakfast options. And once I've had my breakfast, then I get into my day. But as I said, the lemon water and the japa meditation are really non-negotiables for me. And then after that, it's always changing, but I prioritize movement as much as I can. And I try to keep a little bit of routine because um, I know that that's what sets me up for a day feeling energized and grounded and helps me manage stress as much as possible. 
Hello, my name is Sandra Lane. I am a certified professional organizer and owner of Organization Lane. Since 2010, I've had the privilege of working with residential business and student clients to clear out the clutter so that they can become better managers of their time and space. Today's topic is morning routines. Busy people, myself included, can sometimes struggle with the chaos that comes with morning routines. My husband and I are empty nesters now, but when my kids were in early elementary school and beyond, I learned that in order for me to enjoy my personal morning routine without any stress, I needed to do as much as I could to get my day started the night before. My morning routine begins very early because I have found that I am a morning person. The earlier, the better. So by 5 a.m., I am dressed and ready to work out. My morning routine also includes a gratitude reading and journal writing and meditation. And it was a real big win if I got all of that done and I was showered before my kids woke up. And in order for that to happen, I found that I needed to remove as much of the clutter and distraction that can come with a morning chaos that kids can sometimes bring and just getting yourself out the door for that matter. So doing as much as I could to get my day off and running the night before was the remedy. And it is something that I recommend to my clients as well. It helps me focus on what I have waiting for me at my desk or for work or household chores. So here are a few things that maybe you can add to your evening routine in order to enjoy your morning routine. Number one, lay out your clothes the night before. Try them on too if you have the time because sometimes it's not until you put them on that you realize that, oh my gosh, there's a loose button or a stain or it just doesn't feel or right or look quite right. And that task alone of trying to find a new outfit can be a major time suck for people. So make sure that the outfit is just so. Check the forecast. Help your kids get their clothes ready too. Have outerwear and shoes ready for them, queued up and staged at the door. Sometimes just looking for that one lost sneaker can cost you a few minutes. Number two, prepare lunches not only for yourself, but also your kids without sending them off to school with a soggy sandwich. But there's a lot that you can do um, just to get part of their lunch prepared and ready to go. Um, So all you have to do is perhaps make the sandwich, Uh, a juice box, uh, veggies in a container, goldfish crackers, etc. Number three, have backpacks and your briefcase too, uh, queued up and staged ready at the door. Make sure permission slips are signed. Homework is in the appropriate folder. If there are music lessons scheduled for after school or sports activity after school, be sure those bags and instrument are also ready and waiting at the door. 
Number four, you can even get a jump on dinner plans. All you have to do is place all of the ingredients to your dinner into your crock pot or Instapot in, in the morning. All you have to do is plug it in and turn it on. Number five, I am a very big advocate for written to-do lists and I like it waiting for me when I get to my desk or if I'm getting ready to start my day with household chores. I just like that list waiting for me. Just, um, I don't, it's a mindset thing for me. Uh, I know that it's there, prepared, ready to go, and I'm already out of the gate as opposed to kind of getting myself into the starting blocks. You know, writing that list the morning of is, is kind of a slow start. I like it ready and waiting. So write my list the night before as well. And then lastly, set up your coffee maker the night before. And if you have a timer on your coffee maker, set that as well. So your coffee is piping hot and ready and waiting for you. I know that it might be unrealistic to do all of these things the night before because everybody's got a busy evening getting kids to bed. So pick one or two, build that into your nighttime routine that alone may shave off just a few minutes in the morning so that you can really focus on whatever your morning ritual is and do it without any stress or interruption. I wish you all a productive day, and I thank you for listening. If you want to connect with me, I can be found at organizationlane.com. On my opening page, you will see various icons for the social media platforms that I participate in. I am on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, and Instagram. And I also can be found on Amazon.com with my book, Ask the Organizer. This is a Q&A book with answers to all of your organizing and productivity questions. And it's also available in Kindle format as well. Jenny, thank you so much for the opportunity to share some time with your listeners. Hello, this is Leah Song of Rising Appalachia. And what an honor to be featured on your work and your podcast. Um, We're talking about health and wellness on the road. And um, it's ironic to be talking about this right now, actually as I have just pulled back from some touring and canceled some shows uh, because it is quite challenging to have health and wellness while touring full-time. And um, and so, yeah, that's actually a decision that we've just recently made is to call a tour off to focus on health and wellness That being said, uh, we do have immense amounts of practices that we lean into and we depend on and that are an enormous part of our well-being on tour. Um, I studied and trained in the Ashtanga yoga um, and meditation practices for many, many, many years. I spent time in ashrams and in training deep in India in between some of our earlier tours so that I would have a practice uh, that was really embedded in my soul and my body, my spirit. So 
I have a, a pretty strong practice that has changed my life really tremendously. And you know, sometimes on the road you don't have very much time. I, you know, and ideally I would have two hours of of sitting in in the morning. But sometimes I have ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and I will still take it and and kind of go right into that headspace as quickly as I can. Uh, just to clear the head and to have some intention setting around my day, which has been a really big part of you know, my personal, emotional, and mental health. Um, and also, I'm a walker. I'm walking right now. I walk every day as often as I can. I walk for pleasure. I walk to clear my head. I walk to run errands. I walk to the grocery store. I walk... Uh, from the venue to whatever whatever I can actually get to on foot. We often try and schedule uh, and organize our venues so that they are in central locations where we're playing, so that walking is, is in fact part of how we can get around. Um, I think the car culture has really been a pretty big disservice to humanity. Eh, you know, it's, it's a tool, but it's not a great tool for our health. Uh, so yeah, I'm a walker. I spend an immense amount of time talking with my girlfriends, <laughs> who also bring me beautiful health and wellness and well-being. Um, yeah, and I spend a lot of time in solitude, which is ironic to think about because we are around so many people. Um, but yeah, solitude has been a very big part of my personal practice as well, even just a little bit a day. And maybe that's part of my sitting or part of my yoga and training, um, part of my walking, but just some portion of the day, um, just alone with my own self and my own thoughts and my own being. Um, and all of, all of those are big, big resources for me. Um, additionally, you know, I think deep wilderness is is a pretty big part of my personal anchor into this world. And deep wilderness can be something that is takes a little bit more effort and, and time to have access to. Um, and something that, you know, I think can literally reset the senses and rebalance the, the mind and the body and the soul. And it's something that is deeply worth us valuing, I think, as a, as a culture and protecting um, and, and, and keeping available as, as the lungs and the, I think, in a way, the spiritual kind of anchor of our, of our earth. Um, and, and even just kind of touching on the parameters, perimeters, that's the word I would want, <laughs> Of, of, you know, wild spaces can really be revitalizing. So hiking and trekking, climbing and, uh, you know, sailing, boating, all, all, all of these kind of softer and quieter recreational ways to get out into the, into the wild spaces as a, as a tiny, teeny, tiny person. You know, they are a really big part of our spirit and my own personal need for adventure and need for wild spaces. So that is an open book, and I 
spend as much time as possible when I'm off the road conjuring up ways to go as far in as I can. So yeah, quite a journey and hopefully that's the information that you need and sends you, uh, sends you well into the world of finding all of our pathways uh, into, being, into being whole in this crazy world. So appreciate your work and good luck out there. Isn't it so interesting to hear from different women about their health practices? I hope that you heard at least one thing that inspires your own routines and rituals. Feel free, as always, to share this episode, leave a review, adding something that resonated with you, and be sure to check out the show notes at jennyholbert.com slash 78, where you'll find info about all today's guests. Thank you so much for being here, and until we chat again, Go live your one wild life. P.S. The theme music is a song called Resilient by Rising Appalachia. You heard from Leah Song today, one of the amazing sisters and front women of Rising Appalachia. And you can find more at risingappalachia.com. So go check out their music there. I am resilient. I trust the movement. I negate the chaos. Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table Again and again and again I'll close my mouth and learn to 